Hi again. I'm Amanda and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, Real Food Cooking for Busy People. The podcast where I share tips for real people like you to put real food on the table every night without stress and overwhelm. This is episode two, five mindset shifts that will help you make your meal plan a success. I'm so excited to be back with you and I'm jumping right into today's episode with a story. A few months ago, my baby sister and I decided to hit up our local gym for a Saturday morning workout class. I have had three babies in the last four and a half years and while I'm pretty consistent getting my workout in at home, it had been years since I had set foot in a gym. So I walked in the front door of the gym and immediately I felt inadequate. First, I wondered why my clothes didn't match what everyone else was wearing. Note, headbands are apparently a must for looking legit at the gym. I noticed that I didn't walk the same way as everyone else walked. I turned to my sister and tried to mimic the strong girl walk that must have been a requirement for attending the gym. The workout class began and I wondered why my body didn't move like everyone else's. I was doing the same moves, why didn't I look like them? I wondered why I wasn't as skinny as them. I convinced myself that there was certainly no way any of the women in that room could have had babies and still looked the way they did. And if they did have babies, they must have had surgery or something. There was no way their physique was all from working out. The judgment, both inward and outward, was relentless. By the end of the workout, I was exhausted, but not just physically, mentally. I didn't want to go back to the gym because of the mental workout I had put myself through, even though I had actually stayed caught up with the physical workout the whole time. And when I really thought about it, it had been fun. Luckily, I caught myself and I was able to work through those negative, debilitating thoughts that we all have in order to shift my mindset for greater success in the future. Okay, I know you might be thinking, that's a great story, but what does that have to do with meal prep and family meal time? Feeding a family can be so, so difficult. I'm guessing you are here because you've experienced that struggle firsthand. Maybe you'd love to cook more, but you just can't come up with enough ideas that are quick, easy, healthy, and actually taste good. Maybe you've tried a meal plan before, but at the end of the week, you were stuck with a fridge full of rotting produce from meals you didn't make, and you still ate out every night. Maybe you used to enjoy cooking, but now that your family has gotten a little older, there's just not enough hours in the day between ballet and soccer and piano lessons to make homemade meals happen. The struggle is real. The tips I am sharing now and beyond can absolutely change your life and put hours back into your week and life, but you have to believe that that change is possible, that there is a better way, and you have to be willing to work for it. The first thing we have to do before we make any difficult changes, particularly those changes that involve behavior or habits that may have been ingrained in us since birth, is to change our mindset. If we don't believe we need to change or that there will be any benefit to changing, we are never going to change. Likewise, if we don't believe we can change, even if the desire is there, again, we will fail. Noticing a pattern here? As you allow me into your life as your teacher, I want your time to be super well spent so I am doing my best to make what I say super valuable. Because of that, I might throw in an assignment now and then to make this content really stick. 
I know that right now you are probably driving, folding laundry, working out, or doing something else productive, and that's great. The whole reason I chose a podcast as a platform is because I know you are all busy people, that you're multitaskers, and I want to meet you where you're at. I am all about getting the most of my time, and I applaud you for doing the same, but I encourage you to come back to this episode when you have a little more time, go to the show notes, and download the mindset worksheet that I've created for you to go along with this podcast. Schedule a time this week, 20 minutes will do, I promise, and complete this worksheet. Now for the good stuff. I'm going to share the five mindset shifts that need to happen for your meal planning and meal prepping experience to be successful. Then I'm going to walk you through the worksheet where you will work through all the negative thoughts that you have about yourself, about dinner, and menu planning, and about cooking. Sound good? Okay. Mindset shift number one. It's a pretty well-known fact that nobody likes to fail, but when I look back on my life, it's not the successes that have brought me where I am. It's all of the little failures, the times when I learned one useful tidbit of information compiled with all the other little tidbits of information that has brought me success. If I were one of those superhuman, aka imaginary moms, who always had her crap together and truly had no problems managing my home and putting dinner on the table every night, I wouldn't have much to teach you. I have failed at this very thing in so many ways. I have paid for meal plans because I was certain if someone just planned it for me, I could make it happen. Fail. I have tried making and freezing recipes that sit in my freezer and never get eaten because they just don't sound good later. Another fail. I've tried adding themed nights to my meal plans to make it easier to come up with ideas. Yet another fail. It has taken me years of trial and error to find a path that works for me, and each of those failures taught me something about myself and how I can make meal planning work. Which brings me to mindset shift number two. I want you to tell yourself that your path to success doesn't have to look like anybody else's. I am here to share all of the best wisdom that I have gained about meal prepping and planning for a family, but guess what? I am not you, and despite doing my very best to understand you and know my audience, my way may not always be the best way for you. And that's okay. I want you to take the tips and tidbits from me that work for you and leave the rest. In fact, I hope that your meal planning and prepping system looks a little bit different than mine because when you put you into it, you'll be so much more successful. Please don't look at me or anything I teach as the be-all, end-all goal. Yes, listen, learn, but ultimately put you into the equation and you'll be so much more invested and more successful. The third thing that I want you to tell yourself is that meal prepping and planning does not have to be all or nothing. Small steps are still progress. Remember that exercise story I started out with? I really wish I could go run a half marathon or lift 100 pounds. Heck, even lifting my toddlers gives me a run for my money. But if I went out and tried to run a half marathon right now, I would probably end up in the hospital A and B, I would give up immediately. However, I will tell you what I can do now that I couldn't do a year ago. Right now, I exercise daily. Some days, it's only 10 minutes, but I show up and I get it done. I do feel stronger than I did a few months ago. I do feel healthier and happier. I hope that I am just at the beginning of my fitness journey and that next year, 
my fitness goals will be closer to my reach, and because I am taking baby steps, I believe that that will happen. Again, what does this have to do with meal planning and prepping? If you, right now, go download an adorable little meal planning worksheet, plan out your breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, go shopping, and take all of Sunday to cook a week's worth of meals for your whole family, it's going to be a train wreck. I have been doing some version of meal planning and prepping for years, and I am just now venturing into making all three meals from scratch, and I am definitely not consistently doing it every day yet. If you eat convenience food or takeout every night, adding in a homemade Sunday dinner is probably an appropriate first step. Progress will come, and it will last if you make your changes manageable. I'll be here every step of the way to give you small, actionable steps you can slowly add until maybe you are making most of your dinners at home. We all start somewhere. Celebrate the small wins and don't run faster than you are able to. The fourth mindset shift that I want you to tell yourself is that you are not supposed to be good at anything at first. Guys, I hate this truth. I suspect that you hate it too. We all like to be good at things. Many of us hang out with the things we are good at and don't venture out because it's comfortable there. Being good at something feels good. There are about a hundred things that I refuse to do because I'm not good at them. So if you've never cooked before, there will be lots of learning opportunities and failures along the way. Remember our first mindset shift? It's normal. Everyone who is good at something is good because they have invested time and they have practiced. Sure, some people might have some natural ability or talent helping them out a smidge, but as a whole, everyone has to learn every single thing they do. Something else to note, even if you are a good cook, you might be a bad menu planner and meal prepper. They are two very different beasts. In my opinion, cooking uses more of your creative brain and meal planning and meal prepping is way more about your logical get-it-done brain. So even if you are a stellar cook, figuring out how to simplify your meals and life while still eating delicious homemade meals will take work and practice and continued learning. So even if you are a stellar cook, figuring out how to simplify your meals and life while still eating delicious homemade meals will take work and practice and continued learning. Like I said earlier, I'm going to be here as your teacher for the learning aspect of it. Also, if you sign up for my free mini course, link in the show notes or on my Instagram profile at callmebettyblog, you'll have the chance to join my free Facebook support group where you can share your learning experiences, ask for advice, and connect with other people just like you who are trying to make a change for their families. And no, none of us will claim to have been good at this from the start, and guaranteed all of us in the group will still have things we are working on that we are not good at as well. The last mindset shift and thing that I want you to tell yourself is that you always have the ability to change direction. Earlier this year, I gave something up that I have been working on for a long time. I haven't yet decided if I'm giving this thing up permanently or temporarily to free up space in my brain for other projects that I'm so excited about, this podcast being one of those things. But giving up on this dream, goal, aspiration was really hard for me. I kept thinking about how much time, money, energy, etc. that I had invested into it. 
I thought about the wins and successes that I had achieved. But the truth is, and was, that at this season in my life, this particular goal isn't serving me. My husband is a dentist, but before dental school, he studied accounting, and one thing we talk about in our home all the time is sunk costs. Now, I'm not an accountant, and I hope he doesn't listen to this and tell me I got it all wrong, but the idea of a sunk cost is that it is a cost that has already occurred and cannot be recovered. The key in accounting to a sunk cost is that sunk costs are excluded from future business decisions because they cost the same for the company no matter what, because they have already been paid for. So in your life or your business, try to rule out any sunk costs as you make decisions. If something isn't serving you, let it go. I repeat, let it go. When my husband or I start to bring past expenses, past time spent, or any other baggage into our decision-making processes as a couple, we'll call each other out. Ooh, that's a sunk cost. And then do our best to leave it out of the decision-making. So, once again, what does this have to do with meal planning and meal prep? Well, maybe you've invested a lot of money into a diet program or you've spent a lot of time making freezer meals to save time, but you actually don't even like them. Or you've paid for a meal plan and none of these things that you've tried are working. You might be tempted to stick something out because of how much you have invested, but I never want you to feel stuck because you are never truly stuck and you always have the ability to pivot and change direction. The best part about this is that changing direction is not even a failure. I could consider the venture that I gave up a failure if I chose to in my mind, but ultimately I am in control of my own life and I made the choice to give up what I was working on to clear space for things in my life that mean more to me right now. In the future, I can decide that I have the time to commit and start working on that goal again. Nothing about that is failure. Even those sunk costs, the time, the money, the energy that I invested into this hobby, they have all been learning experiences and are helping me move forward in a better way in the future. So, as you are moving along in this meal planning journey, focus on the future, not the past. Learn from the past, but don't let it be a reason to stay stuck. And if something isn't working for you, even if it seems to be working for everyone else, it's okay to let it go and move on. Okay, so let's go over those mindset shifts one more time to just let them sink in. Remember, failure is good. Your path to success doesn't look like anybody else's. Small steps are still progress. You are not supposed to be good at anything at first, and if something isn't working for you, you can always change direction. I promised that this episode would be action-oriented, so here is your assignment. First, you'll want to download that mindset worksheet that I talked about at the beginning of this episode from the show notes. Then, keeping all of these mindset shifts that I talked about today in mind, I want you to think about all of the negative or debilitating thoughts you have about cooking, meal planning, and homemade meals. Now, take a minute and write all of those negative feelings on the paper. To help you come up with ideas and show you that you're normal, here are some of my thoughts that I have had to spend time working through. Number one. I love cooking, but with three kids running around the kitchen and whining at my feet, it just doesn't seem worth it. 
Number two, I have so many responsibilities and feel like I'm barely keeping my head above water. How can I add daily homemade meals to that? Number three, if I do cook, no one likes what I make and my kids cry for toast, so why do I even try? Those are just a few and yours may look totally different. That's okay. Just get your list done. As you write these ideas down, you might notice your negative ideas and mindset fitting nicely into some of the categories we talked about today, or they might be totally different. You might find your own personal mindset shifts that you need to make. That's great. Send me a message or comment on Instagram at callmebettyblog with your struggles to help me know how to better serve you in the future and to learn from others who may feel the same way that you do. Okay, back to our assignment. Now I want you to take a deep breath and forgive yourself for all of these bad feelings and for every time you've tried to make a change in your life and failed. Give yourself the grace to know that you are human, that you are trying, and that you are taking the steps necessary to make a change. Awesome. Now that you've got your mind in the right place, I want you to go back to that piece of paper and look at all of those excuses, and I want you to turn those negative thoughts around to thoughts that motivate and inspire you. Here's an example from my list. Excuse. I love cooking, but with three kids running around the kitchen and whining at my feet, it just doesn't seem worth it. Motivating thought. I want to instill my love of cooking in my children. Even though it's going to take twice as long and be frustrating a lot of the time, I will invite them to be with me in the kitchen and help with age-appropriate tasks from an early age. Ooh, see how much better that feels? Now repeat the process for all of your negative thoughts. If you're feeling extra brave, send me your worksheet or post it on Facebook and tag me. I'd love to see your struggles. If you're not feeling quite that bold, put it up somewhere where you can be reminded of your new way to think when negative thoughts come up. And when new thoughts come up, you can work through them and add them to your worksheet. This step in achieving regular homemade family meals is so important. Again, if you're driving or otherwise engaged, please schedule a time to come back to this because preparing your mind will be absolutely pivotal to making this change in your life. Try to schedule a few minutes to complete this exercise before you listen to the next episode. Remember, I know you can do this and I'm rooting for you. Next week on the podcast, I'm diving right into some super useful knowledge and going over the different types of meal prep you can use to simplify your life along with the pros and cons of each type so that you can start to work on your own meal planning and meal prepping strategy. I'm so excited to dive into this action step and can't wait to chat again. Hope to see you next week and happy cooking.